Welcome to Listening with Leaders. I'm Doug Noel, lawyer turned peacemaker. I teach executive leaders how to listen to emotions rather than words so that they can become the leaders everyone wants to follow. And I teach those same leaders how to be authentically present, available, and connected to their families, despite being insanely busy. I have learned that we are 98% emotional and only 2% rational. Learning how to listen to emotions is, in my experience, the foundational skill of life. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be on our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. So let's get started. Barry Gazire, welcome to Listening with Leaders. You are the founder of Freetime Solutions, which is found at freetime.solutions, not .com, but freetime.solutions. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about your business and how your career trajectory, how you got into it. Sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, my dad was a, a serial entrepreneur before there was such a thing. Uh, and, uh, he was great. He put me to work at doing customer service and marketing for him back when I was, you know, getting out of high school and uh, struggling through college and such. And then I, um, yeah, and then I was working for him and I basically got, uh, uh, a taste for nonprofit work. So I went and spent about 15 years or so, uh, doing nonprofit work. I actually did a couple other jobs in between. I worked for a publisher, uh, had some other sales jobs, but then I ended up working for my dad again. But then um, uh, this nonprofit thing, I wanted to do it, I wanted to help people. So I did that for about 15 years. And then about 10 years into, or about 15 years into it, I started my own company. I'd learned so much in the nonprofit world. Um, I've been so blessed with like all this information and training that I got and applying it to running volunteers and groups and events and community outreach programs and, and organizing, helping business people, doing coaching, doing what was essentially life coaching uh, and, and business coaching in many different times, just helping people. Uh, but I got to the point where I kind of, you know, ran into a bit of a rough road and I'm kind of like, wow, I should do something for profit as well. Uh, started my own business. Uh, and uh, continued with nonprofit, had two full-time jobs for another decade. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I had a full-time job running my own business and, my, and, and what have you. And now, um, anyway, so I did that uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, and that was fantastic. Uh, then we sold that business, decided to move down to Florida, there's family down here and such. And um, that's actually where I met my wife. Uh, funnily enough, she's from South Africa, but I met her in Clearwater, Florida. Mm-hmm. Where I'm at now, and we still have an office in Missouri, by the way, for for our business. But um, yeah, so and uh, moved down here, uh, started a new marketing company because I'd sold the previous one, and then 2020 hit and decided that we would, um, you know, we we'd used remote personnel and virtual personnel uh, very successfully in all of our businesses. And we got very good at hiring high quality people and putting together processes for them. And uh, at the beginning of 2020, we kind of went, you know, other people need this. And, um, and so we started our, our virtual assistant companies. And um, so it's been fantastic. So that's what, my- What exactly does your company do? So we provide remote personnel, VAs, um, virtual assistants, uh, people, you know, inexpensive personnel, 
Uh, our people come from the Philippines. We love working with people from the Philippines. Uh, they're kind of my kind of people. They're super friendly. Uh, they love education. Uh, they're spiritual. And so as a result, you get a pretty high, you know, ethnic, ethic level, you know, uh, with the individuals. So I find it great to work with them, you know, because of all those characteristics. And, um, but because of currency exchange and stuff, we're able to supply people at a very inexpensive rate. And we're supplying these college edu educated people who are, um, uh, you know, very intelligent, speak great English. Uh, we've tested them extensively to find out that we get the best of the best and we're able to provide them for less than 10 bucks an hour. And they're doing, yeah, for wow. less, yeah, most of the time and at eight, 90% of the time it's for less than 10 bucks an hour. Uh, sometimes we need to hire, you know, somebody with a little bit more experience in a very specialized area, but, um, but that's, that's what we do, you know? And so we're providing people who are incredible and they can get on the phone and do telemarketing. They can do tons of different marketing tasks. We book people on podcasts. That's one of the things I've done for years is, is help people to get a, get scheduled on podcasts, basically give them a, an assistant that does that. And, um, uh, personal assistance, executive assistance, medical billing. Uh, we literally have an ebook, which we'll give you uh, give you a link to. Two hundred and forty nine things that a virtual assistant can do for you. Wow. Accounting. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. You know, but yeah, it's really great. It's like I, I have I have a whole. We have about fifty uh, plus that are on our team working for clients, and that doesn't even account. You know, another thirty seven that are in my marketing company. Wow. So, yeah, it's great. So what kind of people hire you for these? I, I, uh, broad, do you have a particular market niche or is it just across the board? Businesses. No. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But not always just businesses either. I mean, you know, you could, I mean, anybody could use a personal assistant, right? Uh, so you can even use them for personal tasks. But right. uh, it's, it's pretty broad, you know. It's, um, it's pretty broad. When we service the solopreneur, uh, all the way up to like the 50 or 100 man company. Mm -hmm. uh, we become part of their team as well. Uh, we're, I deal a lot with CEOs uh, who are looking for additional resources and uh, great people that they can plug in. You know, there's no, I don't know, what, what do they call it? The great, the great reset, the great, whatever. Yeah, whatever. We, 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 the great what? <laughs> <laughs> we got people right and they're right. great they're excited about uh uh you know and we test them so we have come up with like really awesome people so uh it's it's you know doctor's offices lawyers uh love looking at working for lawyers it's fun we do so end up with their sales assistants or you know uh handling somebody's email for them you know people waste so much time with email every day right what if right. you had somebody who you trained to actually go through your email um, I, again, the list just goes on and on for the types of work. So yeah, it's fun. Do you find that most virtual assistants that you have are working part-time for various different clients? Our guys, uh, we generally, I mean, it depends, uh, on their situation, their life situation. Uh, but, um, they might, we, we schedule people for either 20 or 40 hours a week, ah. uh, with our clients. So if they're working 20 hours a week, they might want to take on another client as well. But, but we're actually looking at, at fix, fixing up with teammates, you know, people that are actually part of what you do. 
And um, so, yeah, so it's 20 or 40 hours a week is what we do. Wow. Huh. Yeah. yeah. And then and then how do you make your money? You you, you, you pay them a certain rate, you make getting over it, you just pay it. Yeah, that's money. right. Yeah, that's right. We pay them, a, uh, they get a piece of what we bring in and uh, and then we keep the rest and basically, but with what we're paying them, uh, they're may, I mean, they're in the upper portion of earners in their country as a result. Plus, we also train them and we've got a great culture and they become friends, you know, and family. And uh, yeah, it's really great. You know, so they they work with us and they become that with us and they also become that for our clients as well. So it's just, yeah, it's just a great situation. How do you manage the time difference? Uh, they'd love, uh, apparently that, you know, they, they, they have coffee shops that are open 24 seven over there. Uh, they don't mind being up, being up when everybody else is asleep. If they have yeah, to. it's like, I mean, it's like a third shift. Like we have a whole world here that's, that's working when we sleep, right? Uh, and a, a third, a second and third shift, same in the Philippines. Huh. And then, uh, and so these guys, these are the people that are working on that, you know, they like their weekends though. They enjoy their weekends. So we try to leave them alone. Absolutely. Uh, possible, you know, and, yeah. and they, you know, they go, because they have lots of beach over there, lots of beaches. What, what is it that gets you excited up and gets you up every morning with your work? Uh, I mean, I like it. I like uh, the variety of my work, you know, because we're running such a large organization. Uh, I mean, I really enjoy meeting people. I get to meet people every day. That's part of what I do. I do. I, 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 I get involved in introducing people to the company. Uh, so I enjoy that. I'd say probably a good 30% of my time is just meeting new people and introducing them to what we do. Uh, that's a lot of fun for me. I, I, I enjoy diving into different parts of the organization and turning it inside out so that it produces an incredible product, like, like the whole hiring arena. I mean, that is, that is a thing where, I mean, that's a thing we could sell, you know, we're that good at it, but you know, that's, that's what we do, you know, and we do sell it, I guess, because uh, we're, we're doing testing, we're finding these great people. So I like digging in and um, uh, tearing apart something and putting together a machine that works really, really cool. And then finding great, there's so many cool pieces of it, finding great people, training them, improving their skills. Um, yeah. And then being on podcasts. <laughs> you get over to the Philippines much? I have, you know, I haven't yet, uh, but we just started uh, doing some serious traveling. Uh, you know, I, um, uh, we're going to, my wife is also an author. We're, uh, she's a, she was a sales coach at Inc. 500 company, but she's now writing best-selling books. So we're traveling for, she does historical books. Mm. And so we're traveling for that this year. And then probably in the next few years, we'll make it over to the Philippines. We should, you know. And get to meet all your people. Exactly. We'll have a big conference, you know, that'll be the, our yeah. free time conference in the Philippines. What do you think it's, what is it that's unique about you that you bring to all of this? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I guess it's part, uh, part, well, I think the fact that I really like people, uh, genuinely find people interesting. I, I have faith in people. I know that they can change and then they can improve, which I think is something me and you have in common right. is, uh, you know, and, and so I think that's unique. Uh, I'm interested in other people's goals. Um, it, I want to do a good job for people, not just, you know, make money in a business. And I, I'm 
deep into helping others improve themselves. And so that applies to my clients as well as the people working for me. And I guess I just love to learn. I really love to study and learn. And so was it much of a challenge putting this business, coming out of the nonprofit center sector and putting this together? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about some of the challenges you faced. Well, our first business in St. Louis, it was pretty intense because it's like, you know, working, like I said, two full-time jobs. And, uh, you know, and uh, I'd been, I got remarried and we were, you know, but my wife was from South Africa and she wanted to, she didn't really want to, you know, she wanted to hang out with me. She didn't want to go out and do a job. And then also then I'm doing my nonprofit stuff and I'm doing whatever I'm doing and we just never come together. So uh, we started a business together and um yeah, that was, so that was interesting, but we did great. She's a great coach. You know, she coached me. She can coach me. She can coach anybody. I put her through it. Right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so she's a great coach. Uh, there's a lot of things we learned about finance and managing your money properly, about uh, handling personnel, which we're applying everything that we've learned, all of our, you know, those things we smacked up against a wall, you know, we, we've now learned something. And we apply it to, to the situation now. Personnel, wow, that could be an issue, right? I'm sure there's lots of reality. Yeah, that's out there where the that's where most of the messiness is. Yeah, finance, taxes. Uh, you know, there's horror stories associated with all these things. <laughs> 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 and so, like, uh, and you know, and then customer service, managing customer expectations. I mean, it's uh, uh, it's a lot of experience. You know, it's like that we rack up over the years having your own business, it's like, I mean, I, I did an incredible amount of study and schooling during my nonprofit years, which um, totally got applied to this because I was, I had my hands in so many different aspects of the nonprofit organization. Um, I was learning about those business things there and then applying it to the to the for-profit world uh, it was yeah, it's quite something. I mean, that the, the first experience definitely contributed tremendously to the second, and but there were still lots of bumps in the road, and lots right. of horror stories. How do you even go about hiring somebody in the Philippines? You know, thousands and thousands, ten thousand miles away. Well, we developed a lot of great relationships over there. Mm-hmm. Over the years, through our marketing company, we've developed like you know just people that are you know great relationships, and then they. Put the word out for us when we're hiring new people and we we hire a lot of people that uh are friends of friends and then um, you know and they're helping get the word out so we have a network over there now. and i mean like i said we have like you know over 50 staff that are just in the philippines just as part of the virtual assistant agencies um and that's a whole network you know and it's i mean it's growing constantly it's just like uh yeah and then that plus the marketing company people you know and so they're just they're you know, that great people know great people. Your best, like if you get a great salesman, he's your best re- recruiter too. I was going to say, so a lot of this is just referring, a lot of a lot of your people come from referrals. There are good, there are a good chunk of people that are really good. And then we also, cert, we have, you know, them searching for others and we do testing uh, so that we weed through like, um, and we find great people, you know, it's a, and once we find great people, then we get referrals from them right so you know it's it's just like uh, just like getting good customers wow huh so tell me about the importance of listening 
in your business? Um, well, I mean, I have to listen quite a bit to what is going on with people and I pay attention. I mean, I, I've been, my wife has coached me quite a bit on, on um, different aspects of listing, right? Uh, so I guess we could, well, we could do a whole podcast on that, but that's what yours are. <laughs> so, uh, so I'd say that uh, one is like focus, right? Uh, not multitasking when you're having a conversation with a person. It's, uh, it's probably, it's kind of rude for one thing, right? And it's, uh, it's also, uh, you're, you're going to miss things. And if you're, and you're really not, and if you're giving that person like, all of your attention and granting them and saying, you know, even to yourself, I like who you are, right? There's going to be something valuable that comes out of it, even if it's just helping them, right? I mean, you say to yourself, you know, you're, you're who you are and I recognize and I see that, right? And, and you don't have to say it to them and it's nothing particularly mystical or anything, right? But you kind of like, um, yeah, but it's important. Right, it's 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 super important. So that uh, one thing I I think is really key about listening, um, and that ties into another thing that my wife always says in sales coaching. It's like you have to recognize, you have to tell, you have to also add to that, then telling them what you admire about them. You know, actually listening and finding things that you really like about the person, and what if you notice something that they've done really well, then you should you should mention it yeah and, uh, you know and it's recognition of that the, their rightness right because um they probably don't get told it enough no and, but it needs to be and the other thing is when you do open your mouth it needs to be real and not not um uh bs <laughs> <laughs> interesting um yeah i'd be interested in in, in uh, meeting your wife i teach people how to listen to emotions okay that's okay. And and the reason that I teach that is because as a peacemaker and a mediator, I get called into sometimes get called into high conflict situations. And the only way that I've discovered to calm any kind of intense emotions is by through this process called affect labeling, where you're literally labeling the emotions that the person is having. And what brain scanning studies show is that when you do that, you calm people down almost instantly. And they can't help themselves because it's the way our brains are hardwired. And it's it's the foundational skill that we use in our in my, my prison of peace project that I co-founded with Laurel Coffer, where we're training people serving life and long-term sentences how to be powerful peacemakers in prison. And when we designed the curriculum back in 2009, we said the only thing we can take into prison is a skill that will work the first time every time without failure. Mm. And so that's why we started. That was this is our foundational skill. Our whole program is based on learning how to listen specifically how to listen to emotions and reflect them back that's great and i was i was on a i was uh on a recording a podcast earlier today with the guy who trains sales managers he doesn't train salesmen or salespeople trains the managers of the salespeople. yeah we got into a long discussion about the importance of emotions and sales and how most people don't know how to listen to emotions and so they're not as effective as they, they can be it's interesting I, I definitely apply that in my own business and life, you know, because um, we actually we actually do a, a test. We actually look at where someone is emotionally when we make decisions whether to hire them or not hire them. Interesting. Do you, uh, what assessment do you use? 
Uh, usually just questions. Okay. To find out, like, if somebody is heavily into rumor mongering. Oh. Yeah. You know, not one of my great ones is like, well, tell me about your worst experience with your last boss. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, blah, 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 blah. you know, they're telling me all about it, right? That's a problem. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's like uh, like somebody who's like hardcore into rumors and stuff like that. Then there's other things too, and you can tell. You know, you look at the person and, and notice by how they w whether they look at you or not, and right. whether they're able to deliver communication that actually reaches you. There's a lot of different indicators emotionally for a person. I mean, I. It's interesting. I was fascinated when I found out I was going to be on your podcast and that's what you're into because it's something I've taken some time to study as well. And I, I think it's, you know, and you can get agreement at the at the same emotional level as long as you don't, you're not using it against the person. You have to use correct. it with them, that's right? Yeah you, yeah, you have to find a point of agreement like, you know, uh, you know, somebody, you walk into an office and the guy says, those dirty dogs, they ought to be lined up against a wall and you walk in and you say, and shot. And <laughs> or so I would say, I would say, Barry, man, you already, you already pissed off of those guys. Those guys just really right. set you on fire. Right. Right. right, yeah, exactly. What did they do? It must be real, you know. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because, I mean, I, I like talking to people that are all over, business owners are all over the place emotionally. And they've got a, and because they have a lot going on. Right. And um, I think you've hit it on the nail. It's like, I mean, if you could recognize where a person is, you can, you know, and if you talk to them and you're actually genuinely care and you're interested, you can chill out just about anything. Well, that's right. I mean, that's why I teach leadership empathy. I teach leaders how to listen because that's empathy. They can demonstrate that they really understand and appreciate the perspective of their team members from their team members' point of view, not from the leader's point of view. Yeah. And I, <laughs> So interesting. I work with business people and then we get their business listing going away and then we turn to their families because oftentimes so many people have invested so much effort and time into their businesses, they've neglected their family. Now, how do you rebuild trust and loyalty and intimacy in your family? Right. And you, yeah. do, it by, you do it by listening. Right. And yeah, that's right. You have to start. Yeah, you have to start listening because right. if you're so distracted by work. That's right. You know, if you're not managing your time which is part of you know time management and delegation is part of what I want to teach from team from from free time solutions right, right. I want to teach that from from that organization that basically like you know we're we're helping people to outsource things so they can go have dinner you know with their wife and right. like and cuz cuz as an executive you need the time to recalibrate and you know, you can't be so distracted that you can't have a conversation because you have so much going on. Right. You need people that you can trust who can take things over for you. And you have to be willing to let them go. That, and then <laughs> there it is. People you can trust yeah. and be willing to let go. And I I would imagine for some people that's very difficult. Yeah. But you do it gradually and, and you work your way, you know, into doing it more and more. And you you know, you say you let go and you have them do their thing, right? It's like uh it, micromanaging people is not the way to go either no you, know, you just have to train people properly to begin with take the time to train them properly on their jobs so they actually know what they're doing and then you know apprentice them have them do some test tasks and at some point you kind of have to go okay you know take right, it. let's yeah. do it you know let's go you know <laughs> and then and then you can and then you monitor them we we recommend monitoring people with 
yeah, monitoring their statistics, like having some statistics that they report to you daily. So you, you can actually monitor whether things are going good or bad, right? And then, and when they're not going that great, check in, right? Otherwise, let people get on with it. Right. And then do other things like don't forget to schedule time in for your family because that's just dumb not to. It's like you, right. you know, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Right. And that's exactly, that's, I've learned that the hard way. You know, when, yeah. I, when I was a trial lawyer, it was all consuming. I, I learned it the hard way too. I like I said, I got remarried. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, so but I, I learned a good lesson. You know, and then my wife, uh, my my wife has coached me a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't learn from my I don't learn from my successes. I learn from my failures. You're yeah, that's right. Yeah, you learn from yours, and uh, and then sometimes I find a good teacher and learn from theirs. Yes, it's true. Sure, because I'm like you. I'm a lifelong learner, and I'm I'm insatiably curious about everything. Right now, I I um my big thing is jazz violin. I'm oh really? Okay. Violinist, right? Uh, don't take on anything difficult or anything. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, so that's... yeah, but it, it the way I see it, I, 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 I always be a beginner at something, and that, so. that keeps me humble, and it keeps me in that curiosity mode. Yeah, I take classes every week. I, I, I join in, take classes, and I, I go to classes, and I'm constantly studying. Every single week, I'm digging in and, and studying stuff and doing exactly that thing. Uh, no musical instruments or other languages for me yet, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Spanish, or maybe I'll pick up the guitar again one of these days. Yeah, Spanish, <laughs> Spanish has always been on my list. I just haven't, I, I think I haven't come back to it because I, I'm not strongly motivated. It's, it's something yeah. I wanted, I'd like to do, but I'm not motivated enough to put the hours in. I think I found a good teacher, by the way, if anybody wants to, yeah, I'll tell you. Spanish-speaking uh, Spanish teacher? Yeah, 2X Pats. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel, 2X Pats. Oh. He's, uh, he teaches, uh, he teaches, he's from Florida. Oh. And he teaches people uh, about how to uh, relocate uh, permanently or, or for a portion of the year in, Me in Mexico. And he teaches you Spanish as well. Oh, wow. If you want to spend a, if you're going to spend that much time in in Mexico, you better learn Spanish. Learn the language exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's on my list. So what's what's going? What's what's in the? What does the future hold for you? Uh, you know, I'd say what I want to. I mean, I'm going to continue to grow these businesses, um, and I'm starting to pour resources as I grow the businesses and help other you know help business owners because that's a passion i enjoy helping small business um yeah which my small business apparently is up to 500 employees right the there's the technical definition of a small business they're right <laughs> yeah i, 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 I always said 50 employees but uh yeah i know i know me too until i looked it up but uh but, but yeah i think i mean apparently for some people that's definition so i like helping small businesses in general most of ours are 50 or less Mm -hmm. But um, um, yeah, and the future brings basically putting more resources into nonprofit work because, I mean, I feel like I just have responsibility like you do to give back to the community. I've done many years of it, but the job didn't stop just because, you know, I'm not doing it full time. There's still like lots of people that need help. Character, you know, character education is a big, a big task. That I'm involved in, which I think ties really nicely into what you do as well. Right. Um, 
that's a big deal. I've also worked with my wife actually started and ran for five years a drug rehab facility in South Africa. Wow. So, uh, drugs will be an area that we get into. We worked with interventionists before who are amazing people. I can introduce you to one of those two for your show, but uh, he's a great guy. And, uh, and so um, anyway, so there's lots of work to be done. And uh, if we don't make the world, I mean, it's our world, right? And so we got, we got, I mean, sure, our businesses obviously contribute in a positive way. And hopefully I'm working with great people who are helping others with what they do. That's happening. But then there are societal ills that I actually want to directly do something about. So the more, the bigger I get as a business, the more resources I want to pour into that type of work. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I find that what gives me the greatest motivation and satisfaction of life is serving others. And whether it's as a peacemaker or working in the prisons, doing teaching people how to be peacemakers to stop prison violence. I mean, it's really difficult work, very difficult, but very rewarding. Yeah, I imagine. I, I, I have friends who have done that work as well. Uh, that, uh, that, yes, and that is, I can... I can only imagine. I've not done that type of work. I've worked. I've only gone to the closest I got was like you know the inner city. That, oh, which, that can be pretty tough too. Which can be pretty tough too. Yeah, pretty tough. And, uh, you know, and to, but uh, yeah, walking into the prison, you know, it'd be incredible. You know, probably something I should do sometime to help. It's it's an eye opening experience. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So one more question before we wrap it up. What's one thing about yourself that we would never know? unless you revealed it to us. Huh. Uh, one thing about myself that you would ne- that we would never know unless I revealed it to you. Goodness. Um, oh, that I'm, well, that I'm 56 because you probably think that I'm like 46. <laughs> well, there you go. And, you would, <laughs> and would, you, would you believe that I'm 72? <laughs> I don't look it. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> you look great. You look great. <laughs> yeah, but it's, everybody's probably shocked. I'm right 56. Now. There you go. Here, I look. <laughs> everybody's so shocked right now. They've right. been their guest. There you go. <laughs> well, this has been a great conversation, Barry. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join us. Really appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and and, and hopefully, if you want to offer that that the free booklet to people, they can get it. Uh, they can check it out. Um, I don't know if you put it in the show notes or anything, but it could be there, or they can go to the website. I'd love to meet everybody who, that gets it from the show, and I think it'd be fantastic. Where can where where can I get it at, at your? At... Yeah, I can share the link for you for the for the show notes. Yeah, so I'll, they put can it, I'll put it in the show notes. Just share. Great. Or uh, free time solutions, uh, they go there, and um, and I'll make sure that I meet everybody who downloads it. We'll have a conversation just see if it's just even to talk, just for a few minutes. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Doug Noll here. Thank you so much for listening to Listening with Leaders. If you are a successful executive leader who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast dougnoll d-o-u-g-n-o-l-l dot com slash podcast if you got something out of this interview would you please share this episode on social media just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials if you know someone that would be a great guest tag them on the social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag listening with leaders I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions we are regularly putting out new episodes and content 
To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to my website, dougnoll.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. That's at Douglas E. Knoll. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.